Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to Dr. Marketing Tips. I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk about something that um, we know that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis at your practice. It's something we deal with, and um, this is how we actually are able to get so much done across so many different areas on any given day of the week, and that is working with teams of people, working with outside contractors, and even working with vendors to maximize your productivity and to get more things done. Yeah, we've all been there. Like Jen said, we all work with these folks to help us get things done. And, um, you know, we didn't want to take this time and talk about the basics like, you know, you'll, you'll find anywhere such as uh, be as clear as possible. Make sure you talk about deadlines. I think all of those things are pretty simple and we all sort of do those things uh, naturally. But what we wanted to talk about were some real actionable items that you can actually use to make your day run a little bit smoother and hopefully make the projects come out a little bit better. Yeah. And project management is, it seems like what we do on a day-to-day basis, all of us anymore, you know, especially in your practice, you're either being, um, you're being proactive and trying to get things done ahead of the curve or you're being reactive and just dealing with the demands of the day. And sometimes you just can't get it all done, you know, yourself. And so you have to turn to outside people and who better than your vendors and your contractors. And these are some real actionable items. So the first suggestion, something that we had an aha moment. Um, it's funny, we, we deal with, you know, about 20 different practices, give or take on any given day, which is potentially hundreds of doctors. And um, we didn't even have this for ourselves a couple years ago. So um, the first kind of actionable tip we'll say is come up with a spreadsheet of just everybody that you work with. Aha. Yeah, aha. <laughs> it makes life easier. We, we actually have one spreadsheet with every client that we work with, with every password, you know, that every contact information, every login, you know, kind of a one pass for everything. And, you know, it just helps you be organized. Yeah, and uh, we deal with, practices of all sizes some of the larger guys it's funny because you know they'll have a handful of printers let's say six printers that they work with so when a job comes around they'll go well who does who did this last time where was that person's info and they can't find it anywhere so uh, we have mentioned this to them and they have adopted that solution and uh, I think it has changed their life just having everything in one spot I would say you might also want to consider separating things by tab so that way you can have like a let's say a printing tab a graphic tab um, uh, outside like sales tabs or you can put all your radio and magazine people in there Uh, and then also include the last time that a job was actually done from one of those vendors just so you have that handy and then uh, maybe like a rating or a little note just to kind of jog your memory when you need it. And this can be especially helpful when, let's say, you have um, you know somebody new that starts to the practice that's going to be working in these areas, or an intern or something like that. Then, you know, if you have a document that's already been established, then it's very easy. You know, you don't have to worry about getting them all the information. Here it is. This is everything, and then they can kind of see you know what you've been doing. I know that I've used um, a vendor document over the years 
as a method for like a jumping off point when I'm putting together um, budgets for practices. So I know exactly what they've done and who they've used and how much they've spent. I even have, um, I have one doctor, you remember this, Corey, I have a doctor who had asked us to use a particular printer um, because the printer was his neighbor. And he just, he's kind of a crudgety doctor a little (laughs) bit. And um, he said, you know, I want you to use XYZ printer. This is my neighbor. And then he came back to me like a year later and he accused me of not listening to him and not doing it. And because we had tracked everything in a spreadsheet Uh and we had tracked that printer, I very quickly said, you know, hey, doctor, we've actually spent like $15,000 with your printer. By the way, we don't like the quality of his work as much. So let me show you his quality versus something else. And it shut him up immediately. But it was only because we had the ability to do that. Um, Another way that I use the spreadsheets, Corey, is I um, will once a year go to the vendors and I will tell them these are the projects we're going to work on go ahead and bid it out right at the beginning of the year. And then that way I know that I've got their best price and I monitor all of this in that spreadsheet. Yeah, that was the one thing that I was going to talk about too because earlier you mentioned if you have a new team member or let's say there's an intern or what have you, uh, sometimes when these spur-of-the-moment projects come on and you need you know 5,000 flyers created for something, uh, if you have the spreadsheet, you can just kind of give that to them, have them go down the line and get quotes for something. Maybe you didn't plan for it at the beginning of the year, like you just said, but for kind of a, a like a, oh no, we need this by next Tuesday thing, um, they have that one resource that they can go to and that sort of clears it off of your plate. And so not only are you managing the process a little bit better, but it's also freeing up some time in your day. No, absolutely. So what's I think we've, we've exhausted the spreadsheet, but it's just the yeah. idea of putting it all in one place where, you know, God forbid you don't show up for work one day, somebody else can pick it up and run with it. So what's your next tip? Um, my next tip would be when you have, because we all deal with the salespeople and the vendors and they want to come by and they want to get coffee and they want to do all these little short meetings and things like that. I would say set up a day and a time and that's the only time that you're going to see these folks because that way they'll know how much time that they have. For instance, if it's like the lunch hour, they know that they've got an hour, they have to get everything in then. And uh, it saves you a lot of headache because then you don't have to run around and try and find time in your schedule to go to Starbucks on, on Wednesday and then make sure that you're talking to this guy on Thursday and go to his office on Friday to see the you know pamphlet project that he has, the sample he wants to give you. Don't do that. Just have a specific set time that they can come in. And um, our advice would be to have it set up where it's on a lunch, uh, lunch hour because... That way the staff will love you. Tell them that when they come in, they have to bring lunch for the entire staff so they can have the meeting. You get to feed the staff. It's kind of a win-win. No, I think it's a great idea. We actually got that idea from a practice administrator, um, if if memory serves me correct, where she doesn't allow vendors to come in, just randomly stop in. She schedules lunches, and that way her staff gets fed, and she only accepts appointments during the lunch hour and it just helps her all around yeah it allows her to kind of manage the the constant stream of vendors and salespeople, but it also helps her manage her calendar absolutely so back to printers um i think that you know because we work with different printers across the board you know one idea is to get as many sample books as possible from printers and that way when 
when there's something that you want to just have made and where, you know, it's one of them, like, hey, I just need a postcard, but I want to understand the quality of your paper and, you know, how your printing comes out. That way you already have it, so you don't have to go through that process. And it helps you be consistent in your branding also. Yeah, and that's the thing that we deal with a lot um, with our clients is they'll say, well, I want a postcard. And so one of our first questions is, okay, what size? I don't know, postcard size. But if you have this, uh, like, book of samples, and the printers, they have these. You know, anyone that you work with, they'll give them to you. Um, You can say, well, I want it just like uh, this one that you did for that car wash place or whatever. And then since it's in their sample book, they know exactly what you're talking about. Or I like the stock on on uh, the one for the dry cleaner, but I want it the size of the car wash place. And then they'll put that together, and then you don't have to worry about knowing all of the specs or trying to find sizes and all of that stuff. And it just makes it a lot simpler when you can just refer to this book and say, I want the project to look just like this. No, absolutely. And um, it also gives you ideas. You know, keep an idea yeah. booklet together because when you see something good, clip it out and put it in your book because you can go back and, and reuse it. There's no brand new ideas out there. It's just all recycled ideas. And so sometimes, you know, when you're trying to create something from scratch, you know, go and take a look at, you know, what the printers have provided and, and what you're seeing other people doing and just reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And I think sometimes pr- printers are guilty of this too. They're, or even graphic designers, they kind of forget that, you know, a lot of us wear a ton of different hats and maybe, you know, we don't know the difference between a PMS color and a CMYK and paper stock and all of that. And, you know, so it's just easier to have this giant book of samples whenever you need it. And you can just pull it out and say, well, I really like the way that this looks, even if it's not from your industry, like you were saying, Jen, um, it it can help sort of um, expedite that process a little bit and save you a lot of headache. Absolutely. So, for at least for our instance, um, what we deal with on a day-to-day basis, we are working in teams. So we have about five people on staff that are part of our internal team. And then we work with a lot of freelancers for special projects. And then each of us are working with clients and then they have their own vendors and their own clients. And so all in all, there could be a hundred of us you know, working together on specific projects across, across the board with lots of balls in the air. And we use, um, so we'll use freelancers like through like guru.com or Upwork or freelance.com and groups like that. And we track time and whatnot, but we actually have one task management system that we use to make sure that everything's being done and that deadlines are being accounted for and that we're communicating. We don't necessarily communicate via email anymore as much as we do communicate through our task management system. So there's a couple different things that are out there. So Corey, why don't you share, you know, kind of what we use and some of the others that are out there? Yeah, one of the most popular ones is what's known as a Basecamp. Um, we tried that, didn't really love it. The one that we use is called Asana. And what's great is, like Jen mentioned, when there's a lot of deadlines and projects going on, this allows us one central place to have every conversation that we have to have about this project. So. Um, to kind of apply that to your practice, uh, let's say that you have an event coming up. So you've got a, a physician dinner that you're planning for. So that can actually be a project within Asana, and then you can assign subtasks under that project. And on, on those subtasks, you can put anyone that's going to essentially be doing anything for the project, whether that is someone uh, doing some printing, maybe someone has to go out and deliver uh, the postcards once they come in, somebody has to make phone calls. Uh, the task management system allows you to kind of monitor that. In, in Asana especially, you can uh, check off when things are done. 
if someone is working on a design, they can upload that so it's right in the project that you need. So you don't have to go looking through your emails for that. It keeps everything handy and organized, and um, it's a lifesaver. Yeah, and you can actually search the files. So you know, you're like, what did we do for that? You know, for that doctor dinner back in March. You can search March doctor dinner and the files will pop up and then you can see the conversations that you had and it's also a great way to get a lot of email out of your inbox and you know monitor everything that's going on and we actually another um kind of great i think a great tool for working with for working with outside vendors and contractors especially like um graphic designers and writers and you know videographers and and things that are where you're paying them an hourly fee is we use um, harvest time tracking that we integrate into Asana. And um, Asana is actually free for small teams. And it, as you get bigger for bigger projects, you can you can pay a small monthly subscription. But Harvest is, um, I think it's like 12 bucks a month or something that I pay. But we're actually able to track all the time so that if you have, let's say, a graphic designer and they're using it, then you can see exactly how much you're already into the project for. It's just a great way to track it, be more efficient, and provide you know, the data to the doctors or to your practice administrators. Yeah, and I would say up front, when you start to work with these people, tell them that they have to use this system if they want to work with you. So uh, even if they say, oh, I'm not really familiar with that, well, you can say, well, that's okay. We'll find somebody who is, basically. Um, because in the end, it will save you a ton of time if everyone is on the same page and you're managing that process from Asana and because you control you know, who gets the job and who gets paid, you can make that stipulation and that's okay to do. Yeah, and Corey, I'm making some mental notes right now on some things that we can do to improve our integration with our vendors in Asana because it just it really does help you save time and we've been using it now for about two years. Um, whatever kind of resource that you end up using, we've been using ours for about two years and we often have the conversation of we don't know what we did before we had this. Yeah, it keeps us on track for sure and I don't know anybody that says, you know what I need more of? Email. Yeah, yeah. no <laughs> kidding. No kidding. So let's talk a little bit about Evernote. Um, Corey's in love with Evernote. I am. I'm using it right now, actually, as we're going through this podcast. <laughs> as am I. Yeah. So uh, Evernote is basically our, our note keeping system, and uh, it allows you to create separate notebooks, and you can put notes within those notebooks, add tags. Um, if you come across anything that you really like, uh, going back to the idea of having that sample book, um, maybe you find something online that you really like. So you can take a screenshot of that, let's say, and um, throw that into Evernote. And then you can, if you're using Chrome as your web browser, you can actually make, um, there's an Evernote web clipper, it's called, and it's free from the Chrome store. And you can use that to annotate on images. So we use that all the time when we're working with uh, graphic designers and some web programmers on uh, specifically with um, like user experience type things. So I'll come across a site I really like, and then I can take a screenshot of it with Evernote and then draw these giant pink arrows and say, make it look like this. And when you're working with someone virtually, um, or, or even you know, if you need to show someone in the office, maybe it helps to create that and then print it out and walk it over to their desk and say, do this thing. Um, and that'll save you a ton of time. No, absolutely. I use Evernote um, two specific ways 
for related to the practices is when we're out meeting with doctors or we are meeting with a practice administrator and we're having a joint meeting, I'll say, don't worry about, you know, keeping track of it. We'll take all the notes for, so every sub meeting that we have, every vendor discussion that we have, we'll track those notes in there and then we'll share it with the person we met with so that at the end of the day, we all remember what was discussed, what was promised. If we referenced anything, we can link to documents. It's just a great way to keep track of those things that typically you wouldn't keep track of. Yeah, and and I think we all um, used to carry around the the big like legal pad and use that. But when we took those notes, we would turn around and type them up. So it just sort of eliminates a step. And and I think that um, you know a lot of the practices that we we still work with, they do have those uh, pads and papers and you know things sticking out of every which way from their their notebooks and what have you. And this is just a simpler way to catalog all of that stuff, and it saves ton of headache, a ton of time, and it really helps um, when we're working with these vendors and contractors just have everything relating to them in one spot. Yeah, and another way that I will actually use Evernote is I, um, I download the free scannable for Evernote app so that if I'm at a practice or with a particular vendor and I want to just take my phone and turn the app on, it, it just takes a quick photo, I can send it over to Evernote. And if I have that file shared with my with my freelancer or something, then they can immediately get access to it. And it's also a way that, God forbid, you're still using the big legal pad. <laughs> you can just quickly take a photo of it and it's still searchable content. So once you have it in, the, you know, you're using the browser, once you have it on your computer, you can then search it and say, you know, I need the meeting notes from this day, you know, from that vendor conversation that we had and boom, there it is. Yeah. Definitely. Written or typed in. Yep, exactly. And I think one more thing that I wanted to mention as uh, I know we're running out of time here is that um, it's okay to say no. Yeah, sometimes. it is. You know, we, we all... Uh, I, don't, I don't do it very often, but it is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I do not say no. But uh, it is I, all right, I guess. Yeah, it, it is okay to say no, especially when you're dealing with these uh, the vendors and the contractors and things like that. Because as we sort of alluded to earlier, at the end of the day, you are the one that's um, deciding who gets the work and ultimately deciding how it's sort of doled out. So uh, if you don't want to take that meeting, then don't take it. Absolutely. And since this is the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, you know, we had an episode um, earlier on with Debbie Byron, who is the practice administrator for a large ENT practice. And the entire episode was, was talking about how we can work with your vendors and with your freelancers and with your partners out there to market your practice better. And I think we'll definitely, let's uh, make sure we link to that in the show notes, because I think you'll understand a little bit more some practical um, ideas for working with the vendors. And then what this episode is really about is how do you manage those relationships so that you can really maximize it and be more efficient. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions on how any of that technology works, feel free um, to hit us up on Twitter at Dr. Marketing Tips, so DR Marketing Tips, or you can always shoot Jen or I an email. Awesome. So we will um, be with you next time here at the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. As always, I'm Jennifer. I'm still Corey. And we'll see you next time. Thanks a bunch. 
Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 